The Bamboo Project Podcast starts in three, two. Welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast. My name is Donovan Gray, the future $10 billion man. On the way to 10 billion, I decided I'm going to help create 1,000 millionaires, including myself. And not by being a guru or selling a course, but by doing the things I already love to do every day and documenting the journey to get there. I figure I'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to. My name is Donovan Gray, and this is how I will turn my life into a living. I'd like to start off by giving a shout out to all the people rocking with us and supporting the channel. We really appreciate you. We are currently streaming on all major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, you name it, we on it. And if we not on it, we about to be on it. For everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, you can find us on YouTube at The Bamboo Project. We have over 400 videos on our channel. You want to learn real estate? We got that. You want cooking tutorials inspired by Dr. Sebi? We got that. Travel and lifestyle vlogs? Got it. You want makeup and hair growth tutorials? Got it. Basketball? Got it. Turo? Got it. It's everything us. All the parts of the journey that don't make it to YouTube will be on our story. You can find me on Instagram at Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. The Bamboo Project is about turning your life into a living by making money off the things you already do every day. We made different playlists for all the things we're into, and you can find all of those links in the description box below. This may be your first time here, and if it is, welcome to the family. But for everyone else, this is chapter three, page one, numero uno. This podcast has four different segments, okay? We have the life update, episode playback, Donovan's questions, and the topic of the day. All video and audio timestamps will be in the description box below. Today's date is March 23rd, which is Wednesday, and it is 11-11. So for everybody out there who's into angel numbers, right now it's 11-11. Um, now, whew, I did a whole intro. My nose was itching me like crazy. Almost made it to the end without scratching it, but I had to get got to get in there. Um, so as I just heard, it is. Uh, I guess I'll get to that in life update. So before we get to the life update, we always start off with screen time because if I don't take advantage of my phone, then my phone will take advantage of me. So because I want to be a billionaire, I can't have that. So let's see how much time I spent on my phone last week. For last week, my average screen time was seven hours and 34 minutes per day, which is down from the week before, which was eight hours and 43 minutes. So he's slowly getting down, slowly getting down to that preferred. I would prefer like three to four hours a day um right now obviously i'm doubling that so you know i have to make some more changes um so last week it was yeah seven hours and 34 minutes my most used app was instagram for the week which was 10 hours and 32 minutes then it was youtube for nine hours and 40 minutes and then it was google maps for eight hours instagram should not be the top one on here so i'm kind of curious how that ended up happening uh, this is last week. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. It sounds like you were on Instagram. I can't hear you. The, the, the mic's not working. 
the average amount of times I picked up my phone per day was 101 times. That's a problem. See, that went up. That's what I be saying. I should not be picking up my phone that often. So I'm wondering, was I posting on a story? I don't know why I was going on Instagram so much. Um, hmm. I don't even have any notifications from Instagram on my phone. The day I used my phone the most was Friday, which was 11 hours and 42 minutes. Three hours was YouTube, two hours was Waze, and hour 45 was Instagram. So yeah, and then so, fo and so far for this week, my screen time is seven hours and 22 minutes. I was on my phone for 11 hours on Monday. Did you leave the house that day? Where'd you go? Oh, bro, I was, on a, I was on Instagram for two hours and 17 minutes. I feel like I was sleeping that day. Obviously, I wasn't I was on my phone. Um, okay. Whew, that's bad. Okay, so now, what's your screen time look like? Uh, my average is six hours and 42 minutes. Mm -hmm. So that's up from the week before, up 40%. What, what was it last week? Last week was four hours and 47 minutes. Um, my most used app was Google Maps for 12 hours. Second most used was Instagram for 10 hours. And then my third is music for four and a half hours. My pickups are high though. I have 158 pickups average. My per most day. pickups was on Sunday for 209. All right, we are going into our next phase of life. This is chapter three. We don't have a name for it yet. Um, I, I don't know when the names come. They come before the craziness happens, during the craziness, or after the craziness. Um, maybe maybe we should have a name for each phase or each like each period in that phase. So right now, chapter three, what do you want to call it, Melissa? A shit show. A shit show? <sighs> no, I think chapter three is like hold on <laughs> hold on okay that's a good one I like i like that hold on um trying to get you out of your bed. i'm just trying to just trying to really get these roots and the roots is coming out but they're not deep enough in the ground yet hi this is matt with liberty mutual insurance is donovan there yeah speaking how you doing matt i'm good how are you i'm doing well is now a good time to go over your claim yeah now it's good Okay, so uh, my girlfriend Melissa was driving the car. Uh, she was at a stoplight and she got rear-ended by a Range Rover. Um, we found out that the person driving the car is not the owner of the car. And they, I don't believe they're on the insurance. Um, they would like, they told us we should just put hot water on it to fix the uh, dent in the back of the door of the trunk. There's some scratches on the bumper, as far as I know right now. And she offered to pay cash to solve, to, to fix the problem. What did you do? Did you call the police after what you do? Yes, so we have a police report um, about it. So she ended up leaving after she gave us her phone number, her email. Uh, so we didn't get any information as far as the insurance goes because she's not the driver of the car So I don't know if she knows where it was or she did not feel comfortable giving it to us But we did not get that. We had the license plate number though And where's the damage in your car again? Um, on the rear bumper and the trunk door Rear bumper and front door? Trunk, trunk 
It's a dent and I believe some scratches on the uh, bumper. It's a door opening and closing. Find any issues with that? Uh, we haven't tried opening it yet. And did you get any information for the police report at all? Um, information as far as what? Um, police report number or a piece of paper from the police officer. Yes. Um, we have a piece of paper. It's called an incident information slip. Yeah, so I'm going to send you a text. Take a picture of that and text it over to me so I can start to get to work over here on that. Okay. Um, I'm going to send you a text inviting you to text with me. I need your permission to text you. So you need to text back the word yes so I can't text you back. Okay, got you. Question, if do you guys pay for this? Will my insurance go up? So you, you have two options here, right? Um, so... So you're going to be not at fault. You will owe the deductible, but we'll look to go after the other insurance company afterwards to get your deductible paid back and everything else paid back. If we do that, your rates won't go up. Your other option is to file direct to the other driver's policy. Um, doing that would probably take a little bit longer to get the vehicle repaired, but you wouldn't have any money come out of your policy. Okay, so what would make my insurance go up? What would? Yeah. So even if they were at fault, I come back and raise premium for me. Yep, um, money's gonna come back in some way. Okay. So yeah. Oh, you should so want to pick it. If you have their information, I can find their insurance company, file a claim with them. We can get that money back, or you can file directly through them. Okay, and then if the person pays it themselves out of pocket, what well, is the process then? Nothing. Just. Okay, should I do that first before I go through this process or should I continue with this process and then do that afterwards? It is up to you. If you're comfortable and trust them to pay for everything and they're willing to go to a shop you like, you can absolutely do that. Okay, so yeah, I was going to do that today because the accident happened yesterday. So you're going to try to go out of pocket? Yeah, they were going to, yeah, out of their pocket. Mm -hmm. Just so you know, if any work starts, like where we can't then pick it up, right? So it means once you start doing work and they're going to pay out of pocket, that's the deal, right? We can't jump in half Okay, gotcha. Alright, so I can close down the claim here, but I still want you to send me that piece of paper. Alright. So. information so we can get it on file at least. Okay, so this is the report that we have. And then. Okay, should I send you the, the driver license, not the driver license, the license plate of the other car? Yep, send me everything you got, and then any questions, you can always text me. All right, that sounds good. Thank you. No problem. You have a great day. You too. Bye. All right, so uh, we'll come back to that later in the podcast. Uh, what I wanted to start off with um, is this. Everybody who's been there for chapter two 
knows the plan obviously was to refinance the house the reason being is so that we can move to florida florida move to atlanta and have a great life in atlanta as two black prospering uh young black individuals right uh that is that is the plan that was the plan we were planning to do airbnb when we got down there um possibly you know get like 30 40 cars for Turo, buy a bunch of houses do some wholesaling you know start up all the other projects that we have planned and kind of just flourish in atlanta that was the, that was what we had in our mind to do at no point in this process did we ever think that we would not go to atlanta well we probably thought we might go to some other places but we at all at at every step we thought we were leaving new york At no point did we think we would start making the money that we're making now here in New York. So it's starting to put kind of a wrench in what the plans were. So for the first time in the last week for the whole of, I guess, last year, Melissa and I have been considering the idea of not going to Atlanta when the house is refinanced. Um, so, you know, this might come as a shock to a lot of people. Some people, you know, a lot of people hit me up and say, hey, you come to Atlanta, you know, we're going to meet up. We're going to do this and do that. We're going to hang out. We're going to do this. You know, that's been the plan. Um, and as you all know, we're tired of New York with all of the, I mean, well, the original issue was the whole COVID laws and the mask and the vaccines and all of that. You know, you can't do a Turo here. You can't do Airbnb here. You know, at the time, we couldn't really run any business because of the laws so well our kind of businesses so we were just like you know what i'm tired of it and then also you have real estate prices we live in a studio apartment which is probably like what 300 square feet 400 square feet something like that and we pay about 1700 dollars in rent well that's the cost of the apartment we have not paid rent because of covid and you know loss of job and things like that so we that but that is the cost of rent and it's actually going up for a studio apartment so we had went to Atlanta last year. We we're like, you know what? We found some nice places, some two bedrooms for like 2200, 2400. They look immaculate. They have the the down payment for the houses are like $200 for the apartments as opposed to up here we got to give one month of rent. Then the amenities down there are free. It's like it's just a lot the amenities are actually better than the ones up here. You know, it's a lot of the people that live in the buildings are black, which is also a plus. So, it was a lot of good things. Um so Melissa started, you know, getting into candle making like last August and things have been going pretty well. Uh, she started learning how to do it in August. I guess started selling them in November. And then our first craft fair was in January. Uh, the first weekend, we the first day, my mom and her brother did it. They made like $400. Then the second day they did it in the rain they made like five hundred dollars in a day and we're like yo this is crazy so we said okay you know what we don't know like it could have been a fluke let's see what happens so melissa and i go to do a craft fair outside in the upper west side during that craft fair it was windy it was freezing outside we're like nobody's gonna come here it's gonna be a slow day this is terrible like but you know let's just see what happens um, and at this point, we have never sold the candles ourselves. We just was my mom and her brother. That day, just kind of winging it, we made eight hundred and like twenty-eight dollars in a day. 
So we're just like, wait, what the fuck is that? Like, what is happening right now? The first weekend we made, the first day we made 400, then we made 500, then we made $828 in a day. And we're just like, this is insane. Now some people are starting to buy more online and we're like, how did, what is going on? Like, this is, this is greater than we expected it to be. So after that, we did another craft fair. Um, this one was where her brother, her both her brothers were, were doing it. Um, and then it was it was like a storm that day. So that day they, they sold like four candles. I think they made like $60 or $90, something like that. And then the second day, which I talked about on the podcast last week, I believe, was when it was me, my mother, and uh, a friend from playing basketball. Shout out to Javon. And that day, like the first hour, uh, we made like 200 and maybe like $220, $240, some, something to that, like that. It was just craziness. And then for the whole day, we made like 700 and no, we made $660 for that day. Right. Um, you know, I was in there sometimes my mom left, I left, Javon left. We were kind of swapping it out. Cause again, we're just trying to learn the process of what's going on. We're, we're still kind of new to this. So then last weekend, we had another craft fair, and this one was predominantly uh, Melissa and I. Predominantly, I mean, both of us, only there, no one else. So we're like, okay, this is our best day. This, this is our best time because it's going to be nice out. It's going to be both of us, and, you know, since the brand is ours, like, okay, we, we can, we, we're going to put energy into it more than somebody else will because we're both there and we have a reason to like we need the money um, and things like that. And we know more about the candles and people who else who are selling it. So the first day we, we went out there, uh, we sold candles on a Saturday. It was nice out. The first day we did eight hundred and forty eight dollars the first day inside right on a semi busy day and we're just like yo this is insane like we just made another eight hundred dollars in one day and honestly there were certain times of the day we were just exhausted like yo this is this we're just tired like with my head is on the table i'm just like bro this is like really exhausting uh the reason i'm saying that is because if we had more energy we could have probably sold more candles and if we had more candles because we also ran out of popular candles that people liked so we could have got a lot closer to a thousand dollars in one day and it's just a crazy thing to think about that we can make one thousand dollars in a day selling candles from 11 to 6 and even that day, we didn't really eat throughout that process. So we didn't have food to keep us energized. We were just exhausted. Our feet were hurting. We were standing. We were just like, yo, we're going to keep going, try to get through it. So after like the first, obviously, four or five hours, we're just like, okay, we got to make it to the end. You know, we got to make it to the last hour. We're almost done. So we're still, you know, we're doing our thing. We're selling the candles. Everything is going great. So at the end of the day, we made like $845. And we're just in the car, just like, yo, this is really crazy. So like, okay, well, let's see what happens tomorrow because we had a two-day craft fair. So we go back again the second day and the crowd is a, is a bit different than it was the first day. Um, it was an older crowd. Uh, they were more of the, um, 
the uh i don't want to say because that's not they were all the same complexion to get what i'm saying but these were the type these were the type of in the beginning at least i would say that the crowd that came in were hmm so if you would imagine a kind of person that owned slaves just that's the kind of vibe we were getting from the people that came in the second day where it was like they would see us and avert their eyes they would see us and like go around the other table they would like act like they didn't hear us it was a very awkward day like we want we don't it could have been us because you know i know people love to say well what were you guys wearing what you guys look like what were you how were you guys standing you know that's a that's a common thing people love to say you know when they come from that that world they feel like well there's no way that it could be them it has to be you which is listen i understand that type of mind thing that type of mindset i get it um so for that reason because i know people of that because i remember one time i told this guy that owns a food delivery not food a dog food delivery company right and i was explaining to him how my friend and i had just went to a what are those places called a we work and we called and they say yeah we have a lot of spaces for you guys you know just come over and just you know do a walkthrough see, see what you guys like so i go okay cool so someone paid for an uber for us to go over there and we're like this is amazing this is great so we get in the uber we go to the other we work we get inside talk to the people and now they have no spots left and we're like we just called you guys 20 minutes before you told us to come over here because of this reason and they're like well we don't have no spots and we were just kind of like nah there's no way i don't have we just we just talked to you on the phone so then we started getting a very weird vibe from the guy we were there with and i remember talking to this food dog delivery owner i went to his house to kind of talk about business and things like that he i think he wanted me to help him deliver some of the food and i was telling him what happened he was like well huh well what were you wearing it could have been what you were wearing and i'm like see that's a problem because the richest people aren't wearing the nicest things that's number one so you don't see people with a lot of money wearing suits all the time they're not wearing you know balenciaga pants and a miri G. they're not doing that they're wearing they, they wear expensive clothing but it's not name brand it's a regular they, they definitely not match with their sneakers they just throw some regular sneakers on some some converse or whatever some regular pants maybe they're expensive you can't tell and a nice fitted shirt that's about it so i know i had dressed up more than that when i went there was i wearing a suit no was i wearing a hoodie over my head with, with a mask on my face with a you know with glasses on too no was it wearing that so for him to ask me that question just one of those things that for people who are out there just remember that you know that is it's possible that it could be that but sometimes it's usually not more times often than not it's not that but either way i just bring that up to say I remember these things. So I had brought me, you know, I call it my, uh, hmm, what I give a name to it. I'm going to call it my white people sweater. Okay. I brought that out just in case because I'm like, listen, I know I'd like to get down. They feel like sometimes when you at work, you should be looking like you at work. You shouldn't be comfortable. You shouldn't like you enjoying yourself. You should look like you are at work to serve me. I get it. So I have my card again with the nice little, uh, put the nice little buttons on it, whatnot, right? So I said, you know, what? I'm gonna go to the car. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna throw it on real quick, just to just to add a little different vibe to the environment. Um, so I don't know if it worked or not. Have no idea. Can't even tell you. But 
I threw it on just in case. And mind you, I had a nice, I had my regular uh, long coat on, my long wool coat from Gap, just regular clothing. So this this day, we are doing a lot less than we did last week and the day before. So we're like, damn, this is, damn, okay. We're starting to get kind of humbled. We're thinking, okay, so, you know, we kind of have a, a, a range of what we could do for sales. So probably about, mm, let me take a check for you guys. I want to see how much we had made by, let's say, 1 o'clock. Okay. So the first hour, we made $15. The next hour, we made $62. The next hour, we made $115. Then the next hour, we made $110. And then the hour after that, we made $145. How do we make? Oh, that's from the week before. Okay, that makes more sense. All right, so yeah, that's how much we were making per hour that day. All right, so we have made, for that day, in total, we made $537 in the day that I felt like was kind of a very slow day. Now, imagine that. A day that we feel like is not our best day, we made $537. On a day that we felt like we could have worked a little bit harder and pushed a little bit more, we made $845. So combined, we made about $1,300 to $1,400 in two days, right? Now, this number of $1,400 and $1,500 always sticks in my head because as a bike messenger, my goal was to always hit $1,500 per week. And that was me working about six days a week from, you know, for about 10 hours or so every day. I'm like, if I could make $200 a day, I could make $1,400 for the week. And that equates to 75K for the year. And I'm like, that's a very respectable number between that. And if I do 200 days, $200 a day for five days, that brings me to $1,000 for the day, for the week. So I'm like, okay, between 50K and 75K is not a bad amount of money to make as a bike messenger. So instantly, I already know that $1,500 every week for the year is 75K. So it's 75K. So we just pretty much hit that number in two days, working from 11 to 6. So let's see. Let's see. I think we did like, what's the exact number we did? That's six hours. It's not even a full workday. It's not even a full workday. And we're, we can go eat if we want to we can be on the phone if we want to um take turns right take turns chilling so we made 1382 dollars that day well 1367 so 1367 times 52 is 71000 dollars right and that's us working 2 days out the week and we are selling candles from 11 to 6 o'clock. It's ridiculous. It's, in, it's crazy. So this is why I was talking about earlier. So Melissa and I had this conversation, right? Where it now has come to our, our mind that it's possible for us not to leave New York. Because, well, this is a conversation that we're having. Because of the money that we're making right now how quickly we're making it, and we haven't even scaled the company at all really well we're kind of starting to scale it but it hasn't really gotten to a, a scale in my opinion so if we're doing $1,300 a week we can probably get that up to about $2,000 a week if we add extra craft fare in there so we're talking about six figures for the year only working two three days a week 
something like that. And that doesn't include converting to online sales. Right. That's this is literally just us doing craft fairs. It's not online sales. And like I said, we want to scale, so we want to put it in stores and things like that. So this is easily starting to get to 100k business in terms of projections. I mean, let me not. Cause that's that's what it's a projection. Um. So we're like, hmm. Well, this is this is what what, what was happening. Melissa feels like we should. She, she's not comfortable with going to Atlanta because of the money that we were making here. And do you want to explain your side? Um, sure. Okay. I. It's like. If you say we're going Google, mm -hmm. I won't uh, be opposed to it because I can also sell candles in Atlanta. I just don't know if nope. it would be the same either demographic or the same, I don't even say demographic, but just the same money that we make selling there. Well, tell me all your reservations that you have. They want to hear your reservations about. My reservations? Yes, about. It's, oh, well, because I know a lot of it is going to be outdoors, mm -hmm. the indoor craft fairs, and it works better from the design and for the experience that I want to give to the customers. Um, but that can also be fixed as well. I can also design. Reservations only. Oh, reservations only? Yes. Okay, fine, sure. So there's that. Um, I'm just not sure of how it'll sell. That's mm -hmm. my main thing. I'm not sure of how it'll sell. And the place that I sell at now, they have a, a indoor market in Atlanta as well. It's supposed to open up in the spring. We in spring now, and I'm not sure if it's opened. Mm -hmm. um, I would see it on the same place that I signed up on. I, ha I haven't seen anything. So that's another thing that makes me kind of anxious because of that reason. So it's just making, it's just like, what if it doesn't make the same amount of money? Or what if I lose traction by moving? Mm -hmm. That's all you want to hear, right? There's the reservations. That's it. Yes. So can I say that? Sorry. No, not yet. Okay. So these are reservations that Melissa and I have talked about as far as um, whether or not just comparing and contrasting us staying here and us moving to Atlanta. So like I said, we've had a lot of different conversations about it. Um, I'm going to say my piece after Melissa gives her other side of uh, her reservations, the other side of it. The other side. Because it's like, it's more of a fear of, a, of, a, of unknown and then pessimism. So it's like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen. And things are so going so well right now that they may not go as well down there. Mm -hmm. But the other side of it is that things could go better down there. Like, I could either make the same amount or even more money than I'm making now down there. And honestly, we're in a position that we need the money. At the time where we would be living in Atlanta, we should have sold the house already, so we shouldn't need money anymore. Mm -hmm. So that means that I don't need the candles to do as well. It's it won't be our main source of income, so it's kind of like it, it. It's it's not really necessary. I think for me personally, what I would like to happen would be for us to kind of stay for the summer and really reap in the benefits of selling the candles here and then once it get cold out and we had a little, little money stack and go ahead and go to town that way but it doesn't really matter to me either way mm -hmm. okay so um 
so these are conversations that we had um because i my assumption or my thought process was that it was atlanta no matter as soon as the house was done we're going to atlanta so this is my first time hearing melissa have reservations about actually going to atlanta so you know as you know we talked back and forth about it and we haven't come to a definitive answer yet the difference now and kind of why i'm bringing it up is because it was never really a thought that we had of us being like okay we're not gonna go like we're gonna we're gonna we're not gonna leave as soon as the house is finished like that was never it was like fix the house either sell it or put on airbnb and then move that was it so there is a small possibility that we would be living here for an extended period of time which then brings into question a whole bunch of other um a whole bunch of other problems to be solved so one of them would be okay we currently owe back rent of probably like seven thousand dollars now because you know we're like on a month to month because we haven't paid rent and the lease expired so we owed five our lease ended in february so now we probably owe so we made like another, maybe like say close to like six seven something like that um so we'd have to probably pay that back um if we wanted to move because we do need more space like the studio we are outgrowing the studio we are getting bigger the cats are getting bigger the stuff is, we have is getting bigger we're getting more stuff because we're doing more things um so we are just starting to outgrow the space and we need a place for us to both work yeah that that's one that's more or less one of the the bigger drivers of whether or how we would what we would do if we decide to stay here because then we have to get another apartment so it's like do we pay off the rent if we're paying off the rent you know we would have to drop like six seven thousand and if we do do that which we don't have um then we would have to find somewhere else we don't have income so we don't have reported income because right now we we haven't reported because we just started making it like the last two months and even if we did report it it wouldn't be enough for another building to go oh you guys make a good amount of money come here you can stay here so that becomes another issue is if we decide we do want to move we would have to be able to show proof that we have money to pay the, the rent which you don't have um so that presents another problem so we'd have to possibly stay here in this studio apartment for another five or six months um with you know cats it's starting to get hot so the hair and the fur starting to fly around everywhere just those kind of things however again as we said earlier if we do stay it's possible we could be doing i mean maybe like eight thousand a month or two thousand ten thousand a month something like that because we decided we're going to try and ramp up the craft fair so this weekend we have two craft fairs uh i don't even know if it's called a craft fair one of them is the same craft fair we did last week and then uh we were invited to a a open this is this opening of the store it's like a store opening they wanted to bring in a brand to put into the store for their opening uh in the upper west side and they invited ember candles so we're like okay so we're gonna go up there so while we're over there um some friends and family will be able to do the other craft fair in brooklyn while we're doing that one and then we'll come back on sunday to do the one in brooklyn so that's what this weekend is like we also finally finally have gotten the candles into a store in brooklyn shout out to the grand room market you can go check out the grand room market uh that's g-r-a-n-r-u yeah um and they have the candles in the store so 
that's one store. We still have two other stores in mind that we're trying to get it into. We have to talk to them again about it. But again, and this is not including online sales or any other craft fairs we can find a way to add to the schedule. So it's it's a possibility we could probably get up to like I think I think ten would be tough only because I think if we get to ten thousand a month, that would be us getting multiple online sales. Because I think doing the craft fair every weekend would be tiring and we would have to be doing like two thousand a week to get to that. And if not, we'd have to do us we have to do at least three craft fair two craft fairs a weekend, or we would have to um uh if we can do two craft fairs a weekend, we would have to make two thousand dollars or thousand dollars a day at the craft fair each day, which is, I think that's a stretch to do consistently throughout the week, throughout the, throughout the month and then month by month. But with online sales and store sales, I think that's how we would get to $10,000 a month. Um, so that's why we want to try and get more distribution of the product so that it's, it's more available to more people. And then that way the return buyer can buy it online. That's kind of what we are, what we're trying to do. Um, and that is why it's like, and we can get to 10k a month should we just up and relieve and run to atlanta if we're making 10k a month but if the house gets sold then we could possibly net 90k after the house is sold so it's like that's what melissa was talking about where if we sell the house then we don't necessarily need the candle money when we get down there so the candle money will be a bonus to whatever we're doing as far as it be airbnb Turo. Um, with the money that we already have saved up from the selling the house. Um, and then the other option, like you guys already know, if we put the house or turn it into a, a Airbnb in Philly, that could bring in a couple thousand dollars a month. And I didn't tell you this. I just saw this recently. So they put a hold on the Philadelphia Airbnb ban. Really? Mm-hmm. Are so, you serious? Yes. Are you serious? I'm very serious. Very serious. Mm-hmm. So, we could have had three units already. Oh, I know people. I know how they move. And I know that this is something that is 100% coming down the pipe. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's what, we, that's what we were told. So, I saw that on a Facebook group. They delayed it. So, it's just kind of like... It's a possibility that we could still get a, a Airbnb legal. Like, it would, be, it would be completely legal as far as it going or whatever. You might text or like, hey... Bro, listen. And I'm like, did we end on a bad note? I don't feel like we did. Really, no. So I'm like, listen. I'm like, hey, bro. And now we'll have the money. Now we'll go there. We'll, now we we'll really have the money to get some units, some legitimate units. So I'm just, you know, let's not even get into that. But that's just something that, that came the other day. So this is chapter three. Um, oh, I didn't give my name for it. I think I'm going to call it, my initial name for it will be called The Bridge. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's what I'm calling it. I'm calling it the bridge because I feel like we we built everything up to this point and now we're crossing over to what would possibly be, you know, the first sprout of the bamboo project where you guys see a look a little you see a little little uh what they call them little things babe the little little like that's what it's called mm -hmm. okay it's called sprout shout out to i forgot who it was that might be the logo i'm not gonna lie i might have to use a sprout as the logo for the bamboo project um but like a special looking sprout with a bamboo tree i don't know but i liked it there isn't a there's a sprout emoji that i saw somebody use um let's see what his name was yeah i can't find where it was the comment but 
the, either way, the person that used a um like a little sprout, the sprout emoji, and referring to the bamboo project. I'm like, I like that. I like the way that looks as a as a logo. Um, so that's something I would consider using. But yeah, I think I think that's that's where we are, right? That's where we are in terms of uh, just kind of like I said, I call it the bridge. So if you've ever seen the video called the What Is The Bamboo Project on our page uh, on YouTube, it kind of just explains like, you know, just us going from not being known to not having anything to being, you know, showing everything we're doing to get to that point of having something. And then, you know, people will be like, where y'all even come from? How'd y'all just all of a sudden become, you know, y'all seen everywhere. So how'd y'all do that? This will be, you know, this is us getting to that point i think next year will be the point where it really like starts to blow up if everything this year goes as planned um so i'm gonna keep it updated on that now as far as life update goes got a couple more things that happened this week so uh so recently people have been uh letting me know that i shouldn't be flushing paper towels down the toilet and that's keeping plumbers in business and that is not a good idea to do and the bad repercussion of doing so right now i want to say that since the last podcast i've probably only flushed two down the toilet <laughs> it's a lot less than i was doing before and i think it's a step in the right direction now funny enough uh, when I was reading about the plumbing situation that happened in the house of Philly, one of the things they said that happens if you were to flush non-flushable. Oh, the guy said hey, you saw that about the flushable wipes. Yeah, might have to get some flushable wipes. We do oh. have those are flushable. So why are you complaining about flushing them down the toilet? You said paper towel and baby wipes. These are flushable. Have you ever had non-flushable baby wipes? Yes. In this house? No. Okay then. So I, I never told you not to flush the wipes. I'll flush everything. Everything's getting flushed. <laughs> if it's a piece of paper, it's getting flushed. So loose leaf, though, copy paper. They say that flushable wipes, you probably still shouldn't flush them because they don't break down as fast, but they will break down eventually. <sighs> I need to hire somebody to just. Who <laughs> <laughs> could just. How, or you could just use a toilet paper. I am using that. Yes, you can still flush those wipes. Paper towels. So, okay. So, in the video I was watching and learning about paper towels not being flushed and other things that should not be flushed, uh, they said, if, uh, this could be, I, I'm pretty sure this is what I remember seeing, that sewage issues cause a buildup of pressure and the buildup of pressure causes manhole covers to blow because of all of that built up pressure underneath the, um, the, uh, the street. So the other day, yesterday, yesterday, I was in the house in the morning in the bed. Uh, Melissa was asleep in the bed and we heard a huge explosion right now as the explosion happened. I was thinking to myself like, damn, that's crazy because that sound like. I've never heard an explosion. Like I've heard like firecrackers, you know, I might've heard like an explosion, but I feel like this was like, like someone set off a bomb type of explosion. That's what this felt like. So I went to look out the window cause I didn't, it sounded really close. So I look out the window, people are like running towards it. Some running away from it. There's smoke coming out the air. 
So we didn't really know what was going on. We just knew we heard some crazy explosion. So uh, Melissa downloaded the Citizen app, which I recommend everybody to never download. I think it's a terrible app. I think no one should have the app on their phone. The reason why I say that is because all it does is induce anxiety. It don't show nothing positive. I don't never see nobody on there talking about some, oh, somebody's handing out flowers on 3rd Avenue. Oh, you can get a free meal over here. No, it's John got stabbed on 1st Street. This lady got raped on 6th Avenue. Oh, there's an explosion on Alvis. It's just every single notification is negative. And it's like, I don't have the app. So these things are happening around regardless of whether I know about them or not. So you telling me about them is not going to stop it. Like, here's my thing, too, right? How many people have a citizen app and go, oh, shit, there's a robbery on 4th Avenue? Now, two things, right? Are you going to go stop the robbery or do you think the robber is going to rob that place and come rob you, too? So now you're going to go, you know what? I see a robbery happen outside. I'm going to stay in my house now. Probably not. You're probably not going to do that. And then if there is a fire, let's say, let's just say this, right? I, I used to live in the Bronx where they have houses that are connected to each other. If the house on the end of my house catches on fire, my people, my neighbors are probably going to tell me the house is on fire. I'm going to hear the ambulance and the fire trucks, right? Or I might smell and see the fire. I don't need, I don't need to check my phone to go, hmm, there's a fire on my block. Damn, I didn't know. Thanks for the, thank you for the citizen app. It's probably not gonna happen. So, in my opinion, I don't really know what the purpose of the citizen app is, other than one to be nosy, and two to increase your anxiety. That's just my opinion. Now, the reason I bring this up is because I thought it would be very funny if the reason why this manhole cover—it wasn't a manhole cover for one I saw from the you know citizen app what Melissa told me about—blew uh, up. Was because someone, not saying it was me, Diamond. someone in the area, Diamond. probably on that street specifically, was street. flushing paper towels mm. down the toilet when they shouldn't be doing that. Right? They shouldn't do that. They should watch the Bamboo Project podcast and know you should never flush paper towels down the toilet. It's bad business. For if you unless you're a plumber, then it's great Why business. You do that house? I don't know. Yeah, when you started doing this, you know what's crazy? Mmm. You know why? I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you what happened. No, I didn't. You didn't. No. Here's why. I blame Gideon. Gideon, the Marcus cousin the third. I blame him. The reason why I blame him is because if you don't know, he's a YouTuber that you know has kind of came out recently. Not recent, but he's pretty big. Shout out to him. I think he's like the Black Mister. Well, I'm gonna call him Black Mister Beast, but I think he is as great as Mister Beast is at making content. Um. So. He said, like, you should not, he don't like to use dry paper towel or dry toilet tissue to wipe his butt in the, in the thing, in the, in the bathroom, right? And all my life, I've always used dry toilet tissue, right? But if you wet it, I don't know if y'all know, it disintegrates. It, it don't really, it don't really have that, that, that sturdiness to it you need to wipe, you know? So I'm like, hmm, as a thinker I am, I said, well, if I can find something sturdier, and I can wet it, I can use that to wipe. And I'll do that. And that is what started the use of paper towels. Because normally... Listen, you know what? I'm happy that you went through this phase and figured this out before we get on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I can use the bathroom and uh, sewage is coming out the shower, uh, because you uh, in this house discovered paper towels. Uh, <laughs> happening before like i have to ask miss joyce and everyone like hey 
How's your plumbing system living with Donovan? So up to this point, I've only used paper towels to dry my hands. And most recently, I've been using it to, uh, you know, wipe the certain areas. Um, so I will probably not do that when I move and get our own place, you know. But because here's my thing. Here's, if people who know me know how I am. If you tell me not to do something, I'm probably going to do that thing. That's just my personality. Because I'm like, mm, are you saying that I can't do it? Is that what you're saying? Because I could, I could flush it right now. I can show you. Watch this. And just go down the toilet. It's going to flush. So you can't tell me I can't do this. Now, if you, just, if you say, well, Donovan, you know, it's not the best idea. That's a different conversation. I could go, maybe it's not the best idea. And then if you had to say to me, hey, Donovan, what would be a better idea? I would say, hmm. A better idea would be to get flushable, thick toilet tissue. And now then you would go, see? So we should do that because it's a better idea. Do you want to do the least best idea? I would probably say no. See, I'm giving y'all the secret to my brain so y'all can know how to converse with me. That's how it works. You're going to have to give me the the reasons why I shouldn't do it compared to reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing and let me figure out which one is better. That's it. That's all I'm saying. So secret note for all of y'all and you as my girlfriend. It's wild. And I think it's so funny that we're so drastically different when, you come, when it comes to these type of things. Why is that wild? We are drastically different on like everything. I know, but it's just it's hilarious. Except, except one thing. Because I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm, this whole conversation came about because of the toilet, the paper towel that um was in the pot, and you have put it in the in the toilet, and I was like, did you put that in the toilet? No, that's not what happened. In the pot? No, that's not what happened. What happened? How did it get there? It was just a regular paper towel from the bathroom. It's not from a oh, pot. Oh, you just you just threw it. Yeah, yeah. It just <laughs> he just threw it in that left. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well either way. It didn't. Fl- oh yeah, probably. I thought it flushed, but yeah, probably. Right. So. I was freaking out because I'm like, oh my God, now I have to put on gloves to take the paper towel out. Why would you do that? Right, right. Because I'm like, that's I'm like, I'm going to get you to do it because you don't want to put it in it. Definitely not going to get me to but do it. It's not going to do it at all. Because I'm like, yeah, it, prior to me knowing that you do this, I had, I, it, it wasn't even a thought in my mind to flush paper towel down. <laughs> not even a thought. You should try. You should try it one day. My it might, wow. might make you feel invigorated. Make, make you feel powerful. I thought the toilet would break in half instantly or something like See? that. See, and we've been doing this for we've been doing it for a little while now. You know, so it's it's fine. Um, that's probably why our sink is clogged. That's pro- you know what I think that is really. I don't think it's that. I think it's hair. Yes, I think so too. I think it's hair and uh, 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 nail clippings. Oh my god! Those are make- both made out of the same substance, which is keratin. So it doesn't dissolve easily in the pipes. Okay, scientists. Now all of a sudden you are chemicals <laughs> biologist and you just know listen, what listen, chemicals it, break it, down it, it in the water. Because he be flushing his nails and his beard hair down the drain all the Where's supposed to go, Melissa? Where's supposed to go? On the floor. Oh no! What kind of savage? When you're done. That's like a savage. And I saw something on TikTok. You can put a piece of paper towel. You can put a piece of paper towel in the sink. And that way, you can just pick it up. And, and then I flush that in the toilet. That <laughs> And I flush that one down the toilet. That's not a good idea. I'm going to have to try that. The, the flushing part, not the other part. Listen, listen. nobody told me plumbing in school. I blame, I blame the school system. If they would have told me as a kid, that's why I should have took one of them. Um, the, no. What? No. Them trade classes. Where they were like, listen, this is how plumbing works. You know what I learned in school? I bet you if you gave me a shape, I could tell you the, the three sides of it. I could tell you that. But I, you want me to you want me to figure out what a plumbing what should be flushed and not flushed? Listen, that's too much. I didn't learn that. I'm not smart enough to know that. Hair and and nails is resilient. Resilient. 
It may it might be hair. I'm pretty sure it's hair. Thing. I've I've cut my beard and the shit. I cut my beard hair in the sink all the time. Just fl- just just, just rinse it out. I know just you rinse do. it. Cause, Cause you know you know what's crazy. So one time, right? Not one time, but multiple times. I go in the shower, and my girlfriend be putting her hair on the wall, right? <laughs> I thought she was crazy. I'm like, I would go in the bathroom. I'm like, Melissa, you don't see this shit on the wall. So I would just take the little the the water thing and flush it down and put it down the drain. <laughs> I'm like, obviously, <laughs> I'm like, obviously, I'm like, obviously you forgot that this hair was here. So I need to rinse it down the, 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 the tub to get it out of, off the wall. It don't belong on the wall. I'm, I'm thinking it fell off. I'm not thinking you put it out your hair and put it on. I'm like, why would a person purposefully take hair and put it on the wall? That's craziness. So I just rinse it down the tub. So listen, I, listen, I don't know. I guess, I guess that's, people shouldn't do that or whatever. Or. So that's, listen, that's what y'all want to do. I, listen, whatever y'all do, y'all, y'all do what y'all do. Uh, so okay, so there, there's that. Um, let's see a couple things happened this week. So update on the house in Philly. Um, we got siding on it, so that's listen. We getting close to finishing. I'm gonna put pictures up here. Y'all can see what the house looks like. If you have your Instagram, y'all would have already seen it. It looks immaculate it looks beautiful it's like mm, chef's kiss it's amazing i'm like this is where the house that we've been struggling to get finished it's right it's almost it's close so next he said they're going to do some concrete work in the back then they are also going to start putting in the flooring they're going to start putting in the kitchen cabinets he said the doors and the trims that's the exact words that he used was doors and trim so now you're gonna start seeing the house looking like a house we already got the drywalls already done we already got the the paint's gonna be coming not next probably not next but either way the finishes the finishes are coming i feel like it's what's the movie the what's what's that what's that guy from the england time what what, what did he be saying the one with the who was riding on a horse he's like the finishes are coming the finishes are coming that's what i feel like right now i feel like him what's his name melissa Uh, sotomayor Oh what yeah, did you say? yeah, that one. What did you say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you say? That one. So that one, you know, it's getting it's getting close, closer and closer to being done. Uh, like I said, we have not crossed the finish line yet, but we are right on the heels of it, right at the the front door. We're at the front door of it. Okay, so there's that. Uh, my lawyer, who was supposed to be writing up this contract for the wholesale deal here in New York. Listen, if anybody wants to buy a house in, in New York, um, like I said, down payment of 50K, the house is worth like 800K, like 750, 800. Um, it's, it's a seller financing deal. If you were to buy it from a bank, you have to put out 20%, which would be like 160K. Um, you know, so like I said, I'm, what I was, what I, I haven't put on my Instagram yet because I don't know if anybody wants to do it. I was wondering, right, like if people I knew, like I grew up with or people that just kind of have some money, but not like rich people, people who are just starting out, you know, getting their life together. If I, if like 20 people put together $3,000, we could all buy that house. And it's like, we wouldn't really get a lot of money from it in a sense of, um, cause you know, we all put 3k up, so that wouldn't be a lot, but I just think it would be cool to be able to take down the house. Like, okay, we got this house. And then we could take, we could like do it again. Because what's going to happen is, you know, I don't want to get too deep into the numbers and details and stuff like that. But when it's refinanced, the 3K, let's say if you, let's, okay, I'm going to get some real quick numbers. So let's see. Uh, we, we probably have like roughly 250K of equity or more uh, when in the refinance in seven years, right? So let's say we got 250 divided by, 
uh what's that divided by 20 people put in 3k divided by 20. so everybody would get back 12.5 and you'd also own the house and you you know whatever couple dollars you would make per month from the house you would get throughout the seven years but my mindset is not about that house because obviously you're not gonna get rich off buying one house but it would be the fact that we could all buy a bunch of houses with the money like so it just it's something i was thinking about it'd be really cool to do um but i i would like to take it down myself and keep it if i could because i'll just keep the 250 myself and get to keep 250 like that's amazing um so but but yeah man that's uh oh yeah so the lawyer Man, he's been dragging his feet for like three weeks. It's just kind of stressful. It's not stressful. It's annoying because I feel like I've been getting little signals that he doesn't respect the process of what is happening. And every time I tell him something, I'm like, hey, this is how it's been done by other people. This is what I'm trying to do. He'll like snicker and be like, oh, you think that's going to work? Why? What, what, why, why would that happen? People don't do that. I'm just like, ah, oh, okay. So I had asked him to write a contract up like two weeks ago. I have just got the contract back yesterday. I have to read it. And each time he was saying, I'm going to send it to you today. He didn't send it. The next day he said, I'm going to send it to you. I didn't get it. And then I don't hear from him for, I don't hear from him for like four or five days. It was just, it's, it's just annoying. Um, so this whole time I have not actually talked to the seller of the house that the contract is for. So it's just, that's just annoying. Um, so that is the update on that. And then the reason why we're shooting a podcast today on a Wednesday as opposed to a Tuesday is because yesterday Melissa got rear-ended at a stoplight and that is a whole nother situation that's going on right now. Um, I'm, I'm probably put at the end of this video like a, the, one of the recorded phone calls I have with her because it's a very interesting. I wish I recorded a second phone call. Melissa is sitting at the red light. Actually, you know what? I think it's better if you explain the story because you were there. And you could tell, I think it's better if you say it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I was driving, there was a red light, so, you know, you slow down, stop at the red light, and honestly, yeah, whatever, the way, yeah, honestly, that light's kind of weird, it kind of comes up closer than you think, so I actually had to, like, press really hard on my brakes to stop at the crosswalk properly, but, you know, I did it and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there waiting for the light to change and turn green and I feel a thump like a in the back a crash mm -hmm. you know, in the back of the car. And it was like a thump like a like the car moved and everything. I'm like damn shit. And I don't know if y'all know this but I'm anxious. I'm a very I get anxious very easily. So in situations like this I'm kind of freaking out. But either way she hit the back of the car. I get up I get out to see the damage she's still behind me I kind of record the damage and that's pretty much what happened she hit the trunk door and probably scratched the bumper of the car yeah that's what happened want me to say more than that your storytelling skills babe I know that it's it's well, I, don't know. I don't know what that was okay so there was no there was no beginning there was no middle there was no end it was just a bunch of one a one okay, b okay let's see try again so so start from the beginning what from the beginning okay, I know. so i had went outside because uh-huh <laughs> i'm listening i had went to go buy candle stuff mm -hmm. so the store that i went to didn't have what i wanted so now i'm heading to another store to get the, the things that i need as i'm driving i come across a red light 
I, you know, hit my brakes, stop at the light. I'm waiting for the light to change. While I'm waiting for the light to change, another car hits into my bumper. Mm-hmm. Range Rover. I come outside to see the damage. Mm-hmm. How, how are you now? That's where you give how you're feeling when this happens. Okay. Yeah. So the car hits the back of my car. I'm mm-hmm. freaking out. Okay. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think I left the car immediately. I think the first thing I did was call Donovan because mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. That's right. Then I pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. So I how called, you feel when I pick up the phone? I felt anxious. I'm like, All right, I gotta call somebody else. Okay. So I called. I think the second person I called was nephew. Mm-hmm. Nephew didn't pick up the phone either. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. Okay. Take a, take a pause. Take a pause. Uh-huh. And then I called, <laughs> I called the next person on the list, mm-hmm. which is Donovan's mom. So I called his mom. Pause. She didn't pick up. So there you go. Then I called my mom. Uh huh. And she finally picked up. Okay. So I finally was on the phone with someone. She told me to call the police, everything like that. So I'm like, okay. So and then the girl behind me, she's oh, everyone's honking and mad by the way. Okay. I'm still in the lane. Okay. All right. Paint, paint the picture. Okay. So everyone's honking, mad. The girl's like, you should pull over. But the thing is, it's kind of weird because we're, I'm at the far left lane. Mm-hmm. If I pull over, because it's like almost this road um, would put you onto a highway. So if I'm in the far left lane, I just have to cross over two lanes to get to the sidewalk. And I'm at the stoplight. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to go that far. So I'm like, how y'all want me to do this? Because I can't. The only time where you have the opportunity to cross over two lanes is when it's a red light. So mm-hmm. it's like, I can't really do that. So, um, I pretty much had asked the people to like, let me go over and they let me go over. She followed. Oh, stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, you, you about to start doing the one, a one, a one, a one thing. Uh-huh. So you, you got over to the side. Yeah. I got and then what happened? We f- f- were able to talk. Okay. How'd that go? How, well, how were you feeling? What was she feeling? What you see about her? Describe her what kind of person uh, was she? Like I said, I was feeling very anxious. I didn't really know how to go about everything. Why are you anxious? Can I explain that to you? Because, I, well, I didn't know if I was supposed to move the car. That's mm-hmm. it. So now I had to move the car over. I'm like, damn, did I do something wrong? But I did take a video, kind of. I should have took a better one, honestly. But I took enough of a video um, to see how things were when the crash initially happened. Um, see, you went off. When you, as soon as you tried to correct yourself about the video you took, you started going off and that's it. It's irrelevant so, to the story. Okay. I took the video and after that, damn. See? That's what happened. Damn. We were on the side. Yes, I was anxious. Um, she was talking a lot, talking very fast. How'd you feel about that? It made me feel like she was trying to kind of either talk her way out of it or like, because she, oh, I'm your friend. I'm coming to you. I'm telling you this as a friend. I'm telling you this as a. Because I'm leaving next week, I'm not from here. I'm from Israel. Yeah. I'm visiting. And I'm super sorry for the awful situation. Um, I don't, I don't, I think it's gonna last like more than a week to fix it with the insurance and everything. Uh-huh. And I'm not gonna be here this whole time. Do you want maybe to fix it with cash? Uh, I don't want to leave you like that, you know? If I'm gonna, listen, I'm be honest with you, if I'm gonna call my agent, and like stole the whole insurance thing, I'm not gonna be here. And then your call won't be fixed. I wanna help you. I'm, I'm not sure if it works like that though. What do you mean? You go to and fix it with cash. Like, no, 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 I mean like. Because, yeah. is your car rental? Uh, 
that's why I want to I want to fix it I want to help you because I did a mistake but I'm trying to be realistic over here I can talk to the people that own the insurance but because that's the thing it's like that's why I would like to get at least some type of insurance information so that you, so I have no idea what's insurance information I can give you my number and figure it out and if you want let me maybe to fix it with cash because honestly I don't think that's more than 100 bucks uh, like seriously, I can put hot water on it and it will be totally fine. So don't get. I I, I I feel you. I know you're anxious right now and you and you like yeah, a I'm little just... bit freaking out. But I'm telling you, I'm, I know that you don't know me and have nothing to do with me. But I want to help you. And I'm just kind of like, so I'm asking her. I'm like, okay, do you have like your license, registration, all those things? Well, I didn't ask her for a license. That was my fault. Mm -hmm. I didn't think to ask that. I asked her for the registration. No, I asked her for the insurance information, mm -hmm. at least. And she's like, oh, you know, the car isn't mine. It's somebody else's car. They let me drive it, and I don't have the insurance. And But that's not what she was saying initially. Initially, it was like, oh, I could get my age. Oh. She's not gonna be here after next week. It's a whole bunch of things. See, see, you're going, you're going all over the place. So even if it's not an order, they don't know what order it's in. It don't matter. So you can just say the thing, say the other thing, say the other thing. Right. Let's right, try again. She said that she didn't have insurance papers. It's mm -hmm. not her car. She said that. She, yeah, she. She said that. She's not gonna be here after next week. Mm -hmm. So. If we try to go through insurance, it's not gonna get fixed anyway because she's not gonna be here. I'm like, this all don't sound right. This sound a bit uh, weird to me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm like, so she's asking me like, hey, can I just pay you like a hundred dollars? It's gonna cost a hundred dollars. Just pour some hot water on it, it'll be all right. I'm like, Wild. So I know that she is either like lying or just trying to get out the situation, whatever. And I, she's trying to get me to give her an answer like right now in this moment. And I'm like, can you give me a couple minutes to have to talk to some people and figure out this whole situation? Mm -hmm. So I think at that point you had called me back and then we were having a conversation. Um, she was just like, oh, you know, we'll be in touch. Here's my number, here's my email, here's this, here's that, and, I'm, and then she left. So I stayed, I called the police. They took two, three hours to show up. So for two, three hours, I was sitting in the car, just wondering if they're going to show up, wondering if, <laughs> what, <laughs> what am I going to do? I was in a rush, kind of like, to get things done for the craft fair this weekend. So that just took up the rest of my whole day. Mm -hmm. And we were supposed to do the podcast. Now, I was very understanding with them not having the thing. At the first place I went to, it was like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever you need to get, you can get that. When you come home, we can do the podcast. Now it's 6 o'clock, and I'm still waiting for the police to come and do this incident report. So they finally get there. The police calls. Um, the police officer calls the number that was given to. Me. Oh, well, actually, yeah. Well, calls the number that was given to me. She tells him she don't speak English very well and that she don't own a Range Rover and it wasn't her and blah blah blah. So then they come back to me. It was like she said all these things and I'm like, I have a video of me talking to the girl if that helps. And the officer was like, yeah, let me hear the voice. She hears the voice and she's like, okay, yes, it's the same person. I'm like, all right, cool, as long as we're on the same page. Um, that's pretty much what I have. Donovan also spoke to her, so you can go ahead and tell that part. So, right, so I did speak to uh, this young lady and I spoke to her twice. The first time, actually three times. The first time I called her, she said, I'm gonna call you back in 30, 40 minutes. She did not. 
So I called her back. And as soon as I called her, oh, I was going to call you. I was just about to call you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. So we spoke, which I have recorded, which I said I will put at the end of this video. Y'all can listen to that. It's about, it might be between 5 and 20 minutes long. I'm not sure the exact time of it. Um, Stop. What are you doing? I thought you was doing it. So during this call, she's doing a lot of manipulative tactics, right? And it's hard for me to put them in words specifically because I've kind of trained myself to pick up on how somebody is trying to make me feel as opposed to what they're saying. So a lot of words can be said, but it's it's more than just the words that are being said that are communicating to somebody else. So as Melissa said earlier, this girl was talking to me. And she's saying, I'm a very nice person. I'm Jewish. I'm religious. I would never do anything wrong. And, you know, I could have been a really bad person. I could have just left. You know, I could be a really I could have been a really, really bad person. But I'm not. I'm not a bad person. I could have been. I could have been a bad person. You know, your girlfriend was in the car for 15 minutes and she just sat there. I could have been a really bad person. So. I'm like, okay, the feeling I'm getting is this girl is trying to make me, it's trying to evoke some emotions from me, right? And in her favor. I don't really know the details of what's happening. So at this point, all I'm going to do is mirror her responses to her. So she's saying that she could be a bad person. I'm saying I could be a bad person too. I'm like, I could also be a bad person and say, tell Melissa, hey, act like you broke your neck. Try and get as much money as you can. I could call the police on you. We could do a lot of really bad things. And as soon as I said that, she was like, oh, well, yeah, I, I, yeah, okay, I get. Because what I didn't, what I got the feeling that she was trying to do was make me feel sympathetic for her hitting us. And then, as Melissa also said, she was, this girl thought she can just pay us $100. That should fix the car. She even said, you know what? I'll give you guys $200 in, on PayPal right now. And I, I bet you it won't even be more than 100 with the extra money you get. You guys could just like get breakfast or something like that. Like my treat on me. And I'm just like, nah, like that's that's not going to work. And as if you guys been here for a while, you remember my crazy neighbor who tried to offer us uh, his PS4 to stay in our house while for the Wi-Fi and then $20 for the Wi-Fi. I think this falls somewhat into the laws of reciprocity where she will feel like, well, I gave you something so we should be even now. In his case, he felt like I'm giving you something, so you should give me something, which probably is, is how she felt too. She felt if I give you $100 right now, then that means that we should be square. Like you, you shouldn't even want to take me to court or you shouldn't even want to use your insurance or anything like that. So she just gave a whole bunch of different reasons as to why she feels like she shouldn't be, we shouldn't, you know, try and make this a really big situation. And she tried. <sighs> Here's the thing about her, right? I'm going to move past this in a second. She was giving me the vibe of entitled child, right? Almost, if you think of like a, a little girl, I don't know about maybe boys too, little Doflamingo, where it's almost as, how can you do this to me? Do you know, like, I'm, I am, I am, I'm a little white girl. You can't, you can't make me feel uncomfortable. That's terrible. Why would you do that? Why would you do anything that makes me feel uncomfortable? You don't hear my voice. You don't hear me crying. You don't hear me saying I'm going to do something. You should automatically just do exactly what I want you to do. And that's the problem with me talking to her, right? Because I immediately was like, okay, you, again, 
to me, it's about feeling. What are you trying to make me feel? And is what you're trying to make me feel an accurate representation of what's happening in this interaction? And it's not because you are 100% in the wrong. And instead of taking accountability for what you're doing or what you did, you're trying to make it seem as if we should be sympathetic for you for causing a problem. That should not be how it should be. Listen, I am 100% at fault and I don't need the whiny voice either because that's, like I said, that's, that's part of the manipulation. Just say, hey, listen, I understand I was completely in the wrong for this. Hey, I, it's not my, you know, she kept lying. She, she said it was her car. Then she didn't have insurance. Then she said it wasn't her car. It was a guy's car. Then she said it wasn't his car. It's the parent's car. It's just a whole ring around a rosy situation. So honestly, early, I think I might have heard some of that phone call with our insurance company. Uh, we're going to the mechanic today later to go and get that sorted out. Then we have to drive to New Jersey uh, to pick up some more wax. Then we have, obviously, the podcast we're shooting right now. I got to make some phone calls, read over the contract. So that thing, and some cold calling, that thing that happened with her yesterday, you know, set us back a day or day and a half or a couple hours or whatever. So I'm going to keep you updated on what happens with that. Uh, it was just a lot of weird stuff. Like I said, I don't want to go into too much detail about it because obviously I'm getting kind of exhausted and I realized that it's better to end the podcast when I'm still energetic as opposed to when I'm exhausted. So I'll come back to that later if there is any updates on that. But that is it for the episode for life update on to episode playback. Um, I think even in the last, I would say 15 minutes or so. I was speaking slightly too fast, um, and that's what I noticed from last week's podcast. Um, and I also, I don't, I want to speak, you know, this is something that I, I feel like, I don't know if anybody else notices it, but they may feel it when they hear it. I want the podcast to be more so about me and not other people in the sense of, I don't want to tell other people what to do, like on a serious note, like I might do it jokingly or whatever, but on a serious note, I don't want to tell other people what to do. I'm just, listen, this is what I'm doing. You can ask me how I'm doing it. And I would, I would prefer the podcast to be like a page in a book that you write about yourself. So if you're saying, Hey, I need to learn something. This will be, Hey, I know Donovan went through A, B, C, D, and E. I'm going to add it to my book because I learned from it. But I'm not doing exactly what he did. I just want to go, okay, why'd you do it like that? Why'd you do it like this? Hmm, I don't, that doesn't really fit for me. I like that and take pieces of it. But I don't want anybody to do exactly what I'm doing. I just want them to apply to their life in whichever way they can. That's what I would, that's what I would like. And I think that's best by doing if I just talk about me and how I'm thinking about it. And then you can just interpret it how you want to interpret it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to wrap it up with, with, uh, with that. We will be back here next Tuesday. You can find all the behind-the-scenes content on our social medias. Mine is Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. You know what it is, hashtag Bamboo Project 2022. It's going to be a movie. And with that being said, Bamboo Project out um but i i want to go to mars to some place or to call some place because i don't have a car now um i'll try just to fix it via the phone just to just to pay him for advance uh we'll send i'll send him the picture i'll tell him it's just the damage 
to fix the, I know how the way to fix it. It's nothing. I told her, if you want, just put some hot water from the trunk, just push it and take the money for yourself. Like, really. Okay, because so how much money nothing. do you think they're going to charge you to fix the dent in the back? I don't think that would be more than 100 150 to be honest with you, because it's actually nothing. It's gonna, if you're going to be there and stay with the mechanic, it's going to take him like between 10 to 15 minutes to, to do it. It's, it's seriously nothing. Thank, thank God, right? Thank God that nothing seriously happened. I just, I was too close to her. And in the moment, I, I, I a little bit let go of the brakes and I, I, I seriously, I kissed the car. It, it was, they really touched. Thank God for that. Um, but I just want to be a decent person and do what I have to do. And trust me, I can be the worst person right now. Your girlfriend just stood in the light for 15 minutes. I could run away like a thousand times and I just stood behind her and told her, pull over, pull over, I wanna talk to you, pull over. And I told her, I wanna I wanna do what I need to do to fix it. And I'm going, I'm going next week. This number gonna be deleted and you can never find me. I can be like the worst person in this scenario, but I want to help you guys, okay? I wanna do the right thing. So here's the thing about being the worst person. I could also be a very bad person. And I, I, you know, know, I would that. like to be a nice person. So my thing would be, would, I mean, you said that your friend, if you said that your friend is the person whose car that you own. So if you were to run away and not talk and delete the number, then your friend would be on the hook for the car that they, that you rented from them. And they wouldn't want, they wouldn't want to be, you would not want your friend who you trust to say, hey, why would you get into this accident and then leave me here having to deal with it? So that would be a bad thing. So like I said, we both don't want to do that. Exactly. I just want to make sure that both of us try to, to want to like go in the best road that we can, you know, because some people cannot be the nicest people when it comes to that situation. You know what I mean, I think. Right, I know. Like I said, I can be the not nicest person too. I know everybody so in the situation could both saying, be I'm just saying bad. I want to be the most honest and decent with you guys, so please just be the same for me, okay? Well, this, my, my thing is this. I would like the car to be repaired, and that would be the nicest thing to me. If in any situation, and, and if since you work in the insurance company, you know that if you rear in a car, that the onus will always be on you because they will say that you were supposed to be further back from the car parked in front of you. I know that. Right. I know that. Right. So, right. So you're saying, but my this is my thing. Right. But you were saying earlier that she was sitting at the light for 15 minutes as if it was her fault that you hit her. That it had nothing to do with her. If she wants to sit there for three hours, she has no onus in I'm you hitting wait, her. I'm not saying that in any case scenario that was her fault. Mm -hmm. I didn't say that. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying she didn't took a picture of my car. She didn't took a picture of the damage. She just stood there. Okay. And I, I, I could be a bad person that moment, but I didn't want it to. She took a picture of my car and the license plate just after we pull over. Okay? Mm -hmm. And if she have a camera, a dash camera, so the dash camera would, cannot even picture my car because I was behind her. So I'm just saying, I want to do the right thing. I'm just, I'm just like, let's meet in the middle, okay? Insurance, it's not going to be any insurance thing. I want to go tomorrow, call someone close to you guys, and I will pay him for advance, and you just go fix your car. And I'll go back home with a quiet heart and a quiet mind, and you guys will be all set. What do you think about that? So I think it would be 
uh, I prefer to take it to my guy to see what he says. And then if you would like to uh, have your guy look at it as well, then we can see what they come to as a price and then go from there. Does that sound fair enough? Um, listen, uh, I have the best guy over here, okay? He can do prices for me. So, like, I'm, I'm, this is just someone that my, my family from here knows him. But it's not, I'm not trying, like, I'm, it's, it's a mechanic, because, like, every mechanic doing, like, the same job. It's not, like, a huge accident, but the smallest thing. Anyone can fix it, okay? So, listen, I'm coming back in a week. I've been here for a long time. I've been in the army in Israel. I'm short on cash, but I want to help you guys. I want to be decent. So I don't want to spend a lot of money on it because honestly, it doesn't worth a lot of money. Okay? What did the owner of the car say when you told them what happened? Uh, I told them what I told her. She sounded like she's fine with it. And I, 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 I took a picture of a car and I, I showed him the damage. It was like, it's like, it's, he said for himself, it's like, if that's the damage, it's like just to, to talk to the insurance company and to do all this process with that kind of damage, it's just, you know, doesn't make a lot of sense to hand to. Right, I agree that if, like I said, I think that it would not be expensive. I don't think it's going to be uh, under, I don't think it's going to be close to $100 for it. Um, so that's why I was curious if you would rather want to pay for it, if you would prefer him to pay for it. Since it's no, his car. I'm gonna, I'm, no, I'm going to pay for it because it's my fault. I'm not going to let anyone else pay for that, obviously. Um, I'm just saying that if you can just make, I, will, I just want to find, I just want to go to that person because I know him already and he knows me. And this is such a small damage. And if I could just go to some random mechanic, he'll probably charge me higher price. And I'm, I'm telling you like the truth right now. I came here just to do a trip after the army. I am low on cash. I'm coming back next week. That's it. No more money left. This is like the worst nightmare happened to me today. Okay? I really want to fix it. Just let me see where, like, it's the, like, the best, like, person for me that can do it for me. Okay? Because I know someone that is also Jewish and from Israel making me a discount because I was in the army. Okay? My thing is, I don't know the people, the the people that you'll be working Listen, with, so gonna, I, it's harder go, for me to. I'd have you're to. You're gonna go there. You're gonna go there. You're gonna meet them, obviously, because you need to put your guard there. So before I'm gonna pay him and everything, I will, I will, I'll call you, and you can talk to him, and he will tell you what he thinks, and you will tell me what you think. I'm not gonna pay him and close everything until I got got your approval. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring it to my mechanic to probably tomorrow. And then when I bring it to him tomorrow, then I will let you call your mechanic and I'll bring it to him and see what he says. And if it lines up with what my mechanic says and he wants to pay for it, or you want to pay for it, then that would work fine. So, like, you want to check if, like, the prices are the same? I didn't got it. Yes, I want to check if the prices are the same. And I also want to check what damages were done from that incident. Because I don't know, they might say that the bumper might have been bent. All I see from the picture, I haven't seen the car yet. I have, it hasn't come back. All I know oh. is that the dent is in the door of the car, the, the rear door. That's the only thing I know. So I was with her, and to, and, and we, I told her like everything okay with the car. She tried to open the door, open. I just told her like this is. I told her like I, I gave her like an example. You just open the door of the trunk. You put some hot water. And then from the other side, just push it. I told her, I will give you money, go buy clothes. I mean, for real. 
this is like the smallest thing ever. I mean, I feel bad even to pay for a mechanic for that. I'm, me and my friends in Israel, is always, always people used to, you know, uh, do it to a heart while we were parking. And people in Israel are not that nice. They just hit and run. So I used to fix all of those things by myself. I'm not paying anyone for doing that, those easy things. But obviously, it's a bigger damage, of course. But I'm telling you, there isn't. And I just, please, just please try to meet me in the middle here. I'm, I'm really, really down on cash. Uh, I'm real low on cash. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do my best over here. Yes, I understand that, and we are also not uh, rolling in money, so that's why it would be yeah, better. No, I don't want you guys to pay even a penny for it, really. Well, my, my thing is more so about the car actually being repaired and being back to the way it was before the incident. That's the only thing that I really care about, and I don't yeah. want to have to come out of pocket for that. So if we can yeah, find a middle ground where that is paid people, for people without anybody having to deal with any insurance, yeah. because I know that if I have to go through insurance, it will take longer. I don't know what that process will be like for you guys. And because you are not the one who was, driving, who was on the insurance, that means that whoever owns the car will have the problem. And then I don't know what that will do to you guys' relationship because you are the one that actually got into the accident. So I would prefer to go around all of that if I can. However, if something comes up where I cannot do that, then I will have to go through the insurance company. So like I said, I'm gonna take it to my mechanic tomorrow to see what he says about it. And then you say you're gonna call your mechanic. Once you talk to him, then we can, I'll go over there, take the car to him. If he wants to fix it for this for a similar price, or if it's if it's close to it and you're gonna pay for it, that's fine with me. Yeah, I just don't, I, I'm, I just wanted to say that if like sometimes people just try not to be like the nicest, if they have like other problems, they're like, Okay, I'm gonna hit my car, so I have this and this and this and this. So just let's let's like fix my whole car because someone just hit me a little bit from behind. You know, there's people like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm. This is what I'm trying to say. I want to fix what I did, just so my conscience will be clear and I will be cool with you guys. But. Please just don't rip me off. <laughs> right, I feel the same way. I would not want you to rip me off because also what people will do is they will have you go to their mechanic who will only fix it and not who will only try and repair in a very cheap way and then the car is actually not repaired. And that's what I don't want to happen. So I don't I'm not saying that you would do something like that, but there are bad people yeah, out yeah. there who do things like that. So that's what I have to make sure because you're so leaving in a week. I want to make sure that everybody is settled square so that every you, when you go on your way, you're happy. When we leave, the car is fixed and we're happy. Exactly. That's exactly why. Well, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm Jewish. I'm super religious. And, like, there's no way I'm going to do it because my belief, if I'm going to do it to someone, something really bad is going to happen to me, you know? This is what we believe at. We can't do those kind of things because if we're just going to do something bad to other something bad will happen to us eventually because we're not doing the right thing right now. So I would never do this to you guys. Never. So you can trust me. I hope I can trust you guys and I hope we're on the same page. Um, well, today is already almost over. So you're going to call me tomorrow. Let me know and uh, let me know what your mechanic says first. And then let me call my mechanic, okay? okay. Just, just me like, what did you say? Like, I, I don't know like how to explain it exactly to a mechanic. I just have the picture. If they just can explain it by words, and I can text my mechanic, and we'll see what we can do with that. And I hope uh, it's not such a big damage, really, I'm praying. Yeah, me too. I hope so. Okay. So, yeah, that so, sounds good. So I'll talk I'm to you really tomorrow. Yeah, thank you. Yeah.
thank you too, Gary. I, I really appreciate, appreciate that you're understanding. I appreciate you too. Yeah, thank you. I'll talk to you soon. All right. And say hi to your girlfriend. <laughs> I will. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.